Hello class, and welcome to the first step on your term project. That is going three levels deep. Uh, I'm Santo, and we got Matt here with us. Hello. And today we are going to explore the Paldea region because both of us have played through Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Yep. Yes, we have. And that's pretty much what we're going to talk about for this episode. So let's, you know, let's dive right in. Yeah. Um... I feel like we should probably start by addressing the Dawn fan in the room. Yeah, you know, that, that's a good show. Like, they introduced a lot of new bug types this generation, <laughs> for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I, I think we we need to get this out of the way first because, like, it is... It's what the internet has been a buzz about is how... That's just the state this game launched in. Yeah, it's... It's launched a horrible state for a game that is part of the franchise. That's it's the highest grossing franchise in the world. Yeah, and so like, <laughs> it launching in the state is in is downward embarrassing. Um, I okay, I don't know how like really like passionate you are about how bad it, is, but I am actually going to be an apologist <laughs> about it because. Like, I put a very large amount of time in the game, and I haven't encountered any bugs that I would say have negatively impacted my experience. Yeah, I'd say the same. Um, nothing, I didn't encounter any crashes or anything. Nothing that, nothing that diminished my enjoyment of the game. Yeah, I think a lot of the problems with this game, and part of the reason why I think that it's been uh you know like pounced upon so much is that they're extremely super superficial problems they're problems that show very poorly i think i've mentioned this on um the podcast before but one of the uh top classes of bug severity when i was working at ea was t-posing because they just didn't want a bunch of videos on the internet of a bunch of, you know, soccer players, like, hovering around T-posing around and cutscenes and stuff like that. So I'd love to see that. Yeah, like, that was on the severity of crashes and save corruption. Hmm. Like, that's how, how much they cared about it. So, uh, like, don't get me wrong, the game performs gar like garbage. Oh, yeah. Uh, the frame rate is very inconsistent. There's some areas where... It even slows down so much. It feels like you're navigating through molasses. Yeah. And I'm... I've seen some comparisons where people were streaming it for a certain amount of time, and then they go to look at the in-game timer of how long they've played, and yeah, legs taking some of the time off of the in-game timer. Wow, really? Oh yeah. So there's a lot of people have been saying, like, you know, trying to figure out why exactly this happened. And like the the biggest um, culprit is something that you've brought up before is how um, the deadline's like, you know, set in stone. They're on a three-year cycle. Yeah, like they it, have it, to put it's not like out. It's not like a Call of Duty yearly cycle where you have multiple teams working on different Call of Duties, but you, you've got one small team, because I think Game Freak is about, I want to say around 100, somewhere 120 to 160 employees, and that's across two teams. Mm-hmm. And a time like this, it's just like a three-year schedule with like a little over a hundred people. Like that's, you know, considered like a tight deadline with a small team. Now, 
uh, right before we started talking on the podcast, I have a few games laid out here. And Matt, I want you to pick up a Legend of Dragoon that I got there. I'm holding it in my right hand. Turn it around and read the first bullet point. Three years in the making with a development team of over 100 members. It's so funny that how a PS1 game has that on the back of the box as like, look at how much work we did on this game. It's so big. Because that's just how game uh, development has changed. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a complete coincidence when I pulled that out. Games are bigger now. That. Yeah, like games are obviously bigger. And uh, I always thought that like, as time goes on, tools are supposed to get better and for people to, you know, do th- do more complicated things in less time. And I think that just feels like that qu- hasn't quite happened uh, as much as I'd hoped just because of stuff like this where teams need to be much much bigger yeah and they need to spend more a lot more time to iron out these games that have the luxury of being able to be patched ps1 games don't that shit's go when that goes gold that's the game discs get pressed yeah that's it, how people are getting the game it wasn't until it wasn't until the 360 ps3 era where you started being able to get updates for games uh or maybe the saturn could Maybe because there was there was like Sega Channel or whatever they were doing their whole like weird, uh, like Sega Internet thing. Well, and you did have like stuff like Fantasy Star Online, which I would assume get, got updates. Yeah, well, that was the Dreamcast, so that was I considered like Dreamcast to be con- in the contemporary with the PS2 and the Xbox. Yeah. And, so, but even, it, even though it came out earlier, and yeah, but at least that's stuff. when. That's when you could put out a game... 360 PS3 is when you could put out a game that wasn't quite finished and, and kind of, fi- fix it afterwards. Yeah, fake, fake it till you make it. You, you didn't really... I, I don't recall seeing too much like that at that time, though, but I feel like the problems just gotten worse as time's gone on. Well, there's... I mean, I can list off a ton of different bugs on like all the like earlier Final Fantasy games. Like Old games had bugs and glitches and stuff like that. But and there's there's old games that don't perform well. Go play the original. Yeah. Go play some of the early Mega Man games on the yeah. NES. Well, and, and even and like going back, some games with those bugs like that, they'd they'd include them in the instruction booklet as, oh, this is an Easter egg. <laughs> yeah, like this is meant to happen. <laughs> so like, oh crap, you you found this out after you pressed the disc. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's interesting. It's unfortunate how th- how things have changed, and I think that like. I've said this before in like the open world discussion or whatever, but like games need to cut their scope back and release yeah. smaller it, po- polished things. Scarlet and Violet is very ambitious for the size of their team and the time constraints they were on. Yeah, I'm honestly I'm surprised. Like again, I don't, I don't think the issues that are facing are as bad as people are saying. Like I'm surprised it came together as well as it did because you also have to remember like. If they're on a three-year cycle, and I don't know exactly like when they start production on this. If it was like before Sword and Shield came out, or like right when it came out. Uh, yeah, I'm not entirely sure, but I think I'm not, I think the second team might have actually done the DLC for Sword and Shield. Yeah, that's which is also the team that did uh, Legends Arceus. Yeah, because like yeah, Game Freak has like you know other people working on like the bunch of side games and whatever, uh, but. You have to remember, like, okay, well, what happened after... What happened uh, late 2019? The pandemic yeah. happened. This game was entirely a pandemic-developed game yep. as well. And so, like, they'd had, they had to deal with that entire transition of work. And, you know, some places, some places can do that, right? Some places can't. And, and with 
unlike with other things with Pokemon, you just don't see a delay. Yeah, you they won't. They won't delay it because the the Pokemon company has so many other things relying on the game coming out: anime, merchandise, trading card games. Because the the games aren't even the biggest uh, seller for uh, um, their revenue. It's like it's all the merchandise. Yeah. So like. How are people going to get a flamigo in real life if they if they're if they're not synced up that right? How am I going to get a Tinkaton plush? Oh, that'd be pretty sweet. Uh, I don't have much else here to talk about uh, in terms of like the performance or the bugs or anything like that. I I, I think that you know yeah it, it, it is what it is. It uh, needed more time in the oven, which yeah. it didn't get. I have zero um, expectation that it'll be fixed either, though. Is the other thing? Yeah, they did put out a patch the other day, um, but I didn't see any performance improvement that I could tell. Yeah, maybe there's you know stability updates for crash and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I would expect, but and I know. think they removed a duplication bug. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, see, if they can do that now. But you know, original cartridges, right? Yeah, blue, you can... missing no yeah, duplicating yeah. rare candies, master balls. Yeah, hack. <laughs> Doing some weird stuff where you uh, use growl on a shelter, uh, or, or I forget it was growl or leer or something like that on a shelter six times in Misty's gym, and then uh, do a weird abra warp, and then you get a mew legitimately. Oh uh, yeah, that's <laughs> just yeah. like a, a bunch of like weird stuff <laughs> that happens when you have extremely limited uh, cartridge space and have to <laughs> reuse stuff, which is. Partly why Gen 2 still remains my favorite, just just because of the pure improvement in quality from Gen 1 to Gen 2. There's a lot of quality of life that they did uh, between those that yeah, was great. That game had two regions. Yep. Never going to see that again. Nope. If they can't, can't get one region right this time. <laughs> um, all right, well, I mean, let's talk about the region because uh, this is a true open world game. Yep. Uh, now, I uh, su it surprised me how much I liked it. Because um, you're very adverse to uh, open world. A lot of the time, because uh, I feel like it's it's just like collect. Uh, sometimes just a lot of collect-a-thon kind of stuff, where it's just like, okay, here's you know a million different icons for you to go and you know do this, yeah. do this, do this. Here's a base to go take over. Here's a here's a place to synchronize to uncover this part of the map. Yeah, it's just like, okay, you know, one of the thing, first things you should do is go to, you know, these watchtowers that you can, like, see a bunch of icons on the map. It's like, eh, I'd rather just go to those places and find those icons there. Like, and, and one other thing is that I think, you know, a lot of open world games just don't have the good enough movement in them to make uh, traversing the open world fun, as well as um, just the prevalence of fast travel and how that's changed how open world games are structured. Yeah. Uh, like it's a nice thing to have, but if you build this big open world, like I, like when I was playing, when I played GTA, there's no fast travel in there. If I have to get from one end of the state to the other, I drive there and fun shit would happen along the way. Yeah. Um, well, and another open world game that, uh, is really fun to traverse the entire map is, uh, Spider-Man for the PS4. Mm -hmm. Like the web swinging is just so great. It, they, uh, they based it very much off of uh, the Spider-Man Spider 2, 2 yeah. web swing and even had there's even a video out there of them sitting down the guy who designed the web swinging for that game 
to play Spider-Man PS4, and he was loving it. But mm -hmm. that, like that's a game where just traversal is really fun yeah. through the open world. And the tra traversal in uh, Scarlet and Violet has been awkward. Uh, yeah, it can be a little jank. <laughs> yeah, because uh, like you unlock more excuse me, uh, traversal things uh, throughout, and it felt a little bit... Like, I didn't really explore... I explored the map uh, in a bit of a weird way, but uh, part of the map, it felt like, okay, you kind of would need to unlock traversal stuff to get further on. But I did find this one section where I was able to jump across a river uh, mm, where, yeah. like, if you tried to do it with, like, cliffs on both sides, you won't be able to do it. But there was, like, a little dip with a So you could get beach. out of the water if you were in there, if you had the swimming upgrade. Well, I didn't have the swimming upgrade yet, but I was just able to just clear it. But yeah, but they, they had that little incline. So like if you did have the swimming upgrade, you could get out of the water easily. Yes, but because yes. of that, you can take advantage of it and just jump right over. Yeah, and there was a barricade <laughs> that I wasn't able to go through, go along the uh, pathway uh, until I took out a uh, Team Star base, which Team Star is the quote, quote unquote evil organization. They're not even evil organizations anymore. No. It's, it's the or the organization of this game, the team of this game. I, I did actually really like this team in the end. But they're they're, they're not an evil organization like No. They're just misunderstood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can easily navigate around those bar barricades they have set up. Yeah, but like it, it led to me like kind of doing I did some of stuff out of order and that's something that I mean I don't necessarily like being uh like cart around the world on a leash uh like i feel like in some open world games but i do think that there should have probably been recommended levels for some of the stuff yeah and actually what i think would have been a great idea is if as you tackle the objectives you have around the map it makes the next one harder yeah like make they, everything scale, scale up yeah. so that way you can truly tackle things in any order because there's clearly an actual order they want you to tackle everything in because of the way the levels are. Yeah, but th the thing is, though, the natural way they want you to do that doesn't feel natural because, like, even, like, looking at the map, the way I thought the order was going to be uh, wasn't the order that was. Like, the, um, the, the Titan Pokemon, the desert, uh, like, it's, you know, 15 maybe not 15 maybe like 12 levels higher than like the gym that's very close by yeah so that that kind of threw me for a little bit um and like the 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 gyms in general like the ice gym is technically supposed to be the last gym yep. based on levels but it's like you know closer to your like hub starting area than the ghost gym. The ghost gym is like a little bit north of that. Yeah. But that one you're supposed to tackle, you know, early. Like odds are, depending on which way you come out from, you're probably going to encounter the ice gym first. I, I encountered the ice gym first. Yeah. Like I did that before the uh, ghost or the psychic gym. The psychic gym's kind of off to the side and you have to go through a cave where it says beware of strong Pokemon. So yeah. It kind of like tells you, hey, you know, take a look at some of the levels here and come back later. I will say this was the only game that I ever actually used Poké Dolls to escape. Random yeah, encounters, I got yep. to a car like, oh, I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah, I used a <laughs> so number like, of them myself. Like, okay, okay, these this is actually useful um, because like, which actually that's another thing. The open world, there's so many like respawning pickups. Yeah, that I didn't buy anything from Pokémon until like end game when I'm 
trying to catch a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I, well, I, I tend to overstock up on Pokeballs. I did get into a, a, a one point, though, where I just ran out of regular Pokeballs trying to catch a Pokemon that I wasn't supposed to be catching at the time. Yeah. Because well, I hadn't gotten enough gym badges yet. <laughs> I think it did also help for me that uh, because I got the double pack and split with my brother, it came with two codes for 100 Pokeballs. Oh, so. well, okay. All right. Yeah, that, yeah I wonder if that helped. <laughs> but, like, I, I, I haven't bought any Great Balls, Ultra Balls, Potions, Revives. I I pretty much made it through just with what I found on the ground out there. Yeah. I mean, I've spent a lot of in-game money buying some of the items that were impossible, near impossible to get in the other games where you had to, like, grind the Battle Tower for it. Like, they actually did a lot of... They made it so much easier to raise a Pokemon for, like, competitive play in this game. Yeah. Because there's items that let you change Pokemon nature, which those are rare in the other games. But once you uh, get a certain amount through, you can actually just start buying them. Yeah, and they're, you know, reasonably expensive. But, again, you pick up so much stuff on the ground. Like, I didn't have money troubles past the uh, start. (laughs) And, like, there's the... um, power braces and whatever that uh, speed up uh, effort value training. And those are available from the very start. So that's the first thing I did with my money was I bought a couple of those (laughs) and just like, all right, I'm slapping this on my starter. (laughs) He seems like he's like an attack-focused guy. Uh, So like, and also, you know, they introduced uh, bottle caps and sword and shield, I believe. But this one, you can just buy them so you can boost your uh, IVs to maximum, like extremely easily. There's um, the terastalize mechanic where your Pokemon turn in, into a different type. Yeah, which, and you can change that. Well, which I, requires a ton of grinding to do, but you can change it. Yeah, which I I didn't use, utilize uh, it too much through my playthrough, but I can see that being a very a, a real game changer in competitive play. Yeah, I I mean I just have like a. A spiteful aversion to like the the gimmick that they introduce every Pokemon generation for not a, not a great reason. So I didn't use it all that much outside of Terra Raids, where it's kind of required. Yeah, and um, and I think the game itself only actually utilized it well once, and that was the Electric Gym. There's a couple. I think the Ghost Gym uh, was good because uh, the person used Toxtricity as a uh, final, right? Yeah, and Toxtricity yeah. knows a uh, Boom Burst, which is an extremely powerful normal type move that gets buffed up by uh, Toxtricity's ability. Uh, but it hits everything on the field, and that was a double battle gem. So having it be that in the ghost gem was actually really smart. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. You might not have encountered like, that. Yeah. Like you might have just like blown through it too fast. Yeah. Uh, but that. But, yeah. No. That is actually a good use of it. Yeah. Um, but that in the electric gem are pretty much the only two actual good uses of it. I. Yeah. It was kind of interesting that each uh, each gem and elite four like their last Pokemon uh, like they terrestrialize like from just whatever that Pokemon was, into the type that they specialize in. I thought yeah. that was actually really interesting. Um, a lot of them, like, you know, didn't, weren't great, uh, like, powerful uses. I, I mean, yeah. the game's not that not that hard. But it, it really isn't. <laughs> whatever. Like, it's a, it's a modern Pokemon game. I'm not expecting them to be. Yeah. Um, but the thing about terrestrializing competitive is that, okay, so I... Like, because it's so much easier to raise competitive Pokemon, you don't have to spend hours trying to, you know, min-max to get, poke, like, the the most optimized Pokemon. I'm like, okay, I, I, I maybe I'll, like, get into a competitive Pokemon a little bit more this gen. 
And I looked it up and I'm like, oh, right. This is why I don't want to get into competitive Pokemon because <laughs> the community... I'm not, I'm not going to say the community is bad, um, but they take it in a serious level that I don't want to get into. Yeah. And also, like, coming from... Like, Magic the Gathering is the competitive game that I spent the most time and effort into. And so the community on that and how uh, reactions to new cards being released in bans, especially, is a certain way. So I expect, like, you know, when stuff's released, there's some amount of time passed before, you know, people are... Wizards of the Coast is actually going to ban things. And it's Wizards of the Coast, you know, the people that make the game that are in charge of banning it for competitive play. Uh, not like, you know, a lot of like Pokemon Showdown or whatever, like it's just like Smogin or whatever yeah. that uh, deals with bannings and stuff like that. But like they they like quick banned a few things, like almost immediately, like here's here's a couple things that are banned, here's a, some stuff that's on our watch list. And a lot of people like in forums or whatever say like, oh yeah, this needs to be banned, this needs to be banned, this needs to be banned. And a lot of people don't want uh, terrestrialization. They want to ban that really? whole, whole, whole cloth because they, um, it's, it's difficult to predict basically. And that's why I think it would be so interesting, which is why I think it'll be more interesting for the officially run tournaments. Yeah, like, there's no chance (laughs) in hell they're banning it for the official tournaments. Yeah, no. But, like, again, like, you know, playing Magic, like, what my opponent's playing, I don't know what they're playing beforehand. Except at, like, the, uh, at the Pro Tour, they uh, made everybody hold, uh, carry around their deck list, and you swap them for a minute before you play, which I thought actually was dumb i didn't like that at all uh because you know i like i'm the kind of person who built builds decks and brings things competitively that you know are a bit off the wall like things that i like yeah, to you, play you have fun with it you don't go with like i'll go with meta decks yeah so part of my advantage is surprise and stuff like that so having my opponent be able to see exactly what i'm on and like kind of figure out my game plan that way I think it it takes something out of it, like I. Sh- but whatever. That's yeah, that, that that first that first game should be a surprise. Exactly, and for like you know, Pokemon, I think like it's gotten to the point where a lot of stuffs established, and so people you know want to be able to see like what they're up against. Like I think um, wasn't it in a Let's Go where when you battled online, you actually saw all the Pokemon that were on the opponent's team. Uh. It- uh, might have been yeah and then so like that's a bit odd i didn't like that that much and like yeah you know people should be able to like meta game and surprise people with stuff and i think that yeah. terrestrialization being able to swap around types and play mind games with that kind of stuff i think is really cool for example my like premier pokemon that i want to like that i caught and saw i'm like oh this is actually like a really cool strat that i want to use uh i caught a dratini that was electric terrestrial type. And uh, it also had the uh, ability, the the hidden ability, which uh, on Dratini and Dragonair, it's not that, it's Marvel scale, so your defense is raised when you have a status condition, not the, what, kind of whatever. But Dragonite has a multi-scale, which reduces the first hit that he takes by 50%. So it's kind of broken, because you can get off a Dragon Dance extremely easily mm. <laughs> that way. So yeah. my, my like, strat I have in my head you know, have Dragonite out, do a Dragon Dance, maybe get hit, probably not die unless it's an ice move, and I can, like, try and think, okay, does this poke- enemy Pokemon have an ice move, or whatever. And so I take that first hit not terrestrialized, 
and then and then I terrestrialize after they've either you know switched to a Pokemon that has an ice move or something like that, or will use you know a rock move or something that will like knock me all the way out. And so like I switch, it's like haha, I'm electric now. <laughs> like oh, I'm only weak to ground, and nobody's gonna use a ground attack on a dragon yeah. that's flying. So that's like a kind of an interesting tactic that probably won't work because entry hazards are a thing. Yeah. I'd have to use it as my leadoff Pokemon. Um, another one that I want to do that's uh, pretty interesting is I want to get my hands on a normal Gardevoir. Oh, yeah. Because being fairy and psychic... Um, Nobody's be- using a fighting attack. Yeah, no one's u- using a fighting attack against a Gardevoir. There. No one's throwing in a fighting type. Because okay. Gardevoir will just destroy it. Yeah. And fighting's the only thing it'll be weak to. And immune to ghost. Yeah, like so, like the defensive aspects of it are really interesting. I saw one argument that like the offensive aspects of it, when it's the same terrestrial type and basically being like double stab instead yeah. of one five, that uh, that might get a lot of hand. And I could see that potentially being a bit powerful. But again, you can only do it with one Pokemon. Yeah, it does stick after you switch out, which kind of is, uh, is annoying. But I'm, I'm more interested in the seeing the different type uses. It's, yeah, for, for defensive or, you know, adding another stab. I don't think that's that bad. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I, I was grinding uh, water uh, shards to... Because I have an Azumarill. I know I know it's actually pronounced Azumarill, but I refuse to pronounce it like that. Because <laughs> what's what's this uh, pre-evolved form? Meryl. Yeah, exactly. So it's Azumarill. It's not... A uh, regular Meryl isn't, a, like, Merle or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Uh, but because it started off as an Azuril, it had a normal terrestrial type, mm, which yeah. I mean, sure, like defensively, that's kind of cool for you know the fact that nobody's using a fighting type move against a fairy type. Um, but I'm like, no, I want it to be water type because I, <laughs> I want to use Belly Drum Aqua Jet because <laughs> <laughs> that's just stupid. Yeah, <laughs> that's a really like BS way to try and sweep somebody. Yeah, and as I as I mentioned before, the Electric Gym was one of the good uses of it in the game, which was a Pokemon with Levitate becoming electric. Yeah, so pulling the no weakness card, which yeah. is like really smart usage of it. Yeah, speaking of uh, new Pokemon, um, like every gen, I think some hits, some misses. Uh, yeah, I, I think a lot of it really comes down to personal taste. Yeah, I wasn't like the most enthused with some stuff. Uh, I, I'm kind of annoyed that they padded the Pokedex with the Paradox forms. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just a, that's just a me thing, but I also didn't really like Mega Evolutions all that much as the way to p- pad out uh, X and Y's Pokedex. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'd prefer all new designs or more variants. Like, yeah, like they're like those are basically like the regional variants. It's like other than that, there's just you know, Paldian Wooper and Paldian Tauros. Yeah, that was it. And uh, right? like maybe some new some new evolutions added to old lines yeah. as well. But that's. About it. Oh, one <laughs> one other thing about uh, the competitive stuff is that like, so I caught a shiny monkey and I was like, mm-hmm. oh snap, caught the green monkey, and I was like, oh this is kind of awesome. Like primate, you know, kind of sucks, but there's a new evolution, annihilate. So I'm like, okay, sweet, I can use that and on my team, and its stats look pretty good. It's got a really a really good typing actually, because I think that nothing in the game resists both fighting and ghost, even dual types. I tried to do the math in my head, and I couldn't f- think of one. Yeah, I but, don't think so. But, like, they, they don't have any crossover there, so it's, like, unresisted stab. That's pretty sick. Uh, Defensively, it's not the best typing, but... Yeah, and, and actually, speaking of an alley, that's actually another thing this game did, is it introduced a lot of uh, 
it, it introduced a good chunk of the unused typings. Yeah, I feel, so it, far. It, it felt like they, it was just like, okay, here's the ones that we haven't used yet. Let's take care of some of these. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now, but some people are uh, calling for Annihilate to be banned. Oh, really? <laughs> His Rage Fist move is kind of weird uh, on how it works because, like, every time he gets hit, the power gets boosted of it. But mm. it's not really like the old, you know, Rage move in Pokemon where you have to use it first and then yeah. it gives you attack stat boosts. This is just like a passive boost that doesn't have anything to do with your attack stat. It's only for that specific move. And it stays even if you switch out or faint the Pokemon. Okay, yeah, that I can see. Why, like, if, if it's faint air switched out, it should probably reset. <laughs> yeah, which, you know, fainting, fainting doesn't matter in competitive, except for the fact that they introduced a revival move in this game. Yeah. Which uh, people are saying that that'll probably get banned as soon as it's properly programmed into Pokemon Showdown. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, sure, that's, that's kind of fair. But, um, so... The weird thing is, like, yeah, people are calling for this to be banned, and but not the move, the Pokemon. So that's another thing that the um, people that are running the uh, competitive stuff at, like Smogon or whatever, feel is that they want they ban Pokemon, they don't ban moves if a specific move is a problem, even if it's a signature move. They, they'd much rather ban the Pokemon, and the reasoning for it doesn't make sense to me. So what you're saying is Rage Fist Smurgle. Smurgle, Smurgle's not in the game. But Primeape can learn, learn Rage Fist. So, like, if they ban Annihilate and Primeape mm. is still a problem with lower yeah. stats, which it might not. It probably won't be. I mean, give it an Eviolite that raises its defensive stats since yeah. it's uh, not fully evolved anymore. Yeah, but, like, so what? I'd rather they just ban the move because nobody's going to be using Primeape anyways. Who cares? Yeah. Whereas, you know, you're banning... You might be banning a Pokemon that, again, they said has an unresisted stab combination, like a unique typing... Uh, a pretty fairly varied move pool, if I remember correctly, and you know decent stats. Like, there's no reason for you to ban the Pokemon if the move's the problem. There's also another move called Shedtail, which uh, Cyclozar and Orthworm have, which it makes a substitute, but instead of it being a quarter health, it's half health, and then the Pokemon switches out. Oh, it's broken as hell. Okay, <laughs> like yeah. it's obviously broken as hell. So it's U-turn combined with substitute. Combined with that beefier substitute. <laughs> yeah. So you can... So some people are... Like, it was like immediately like ban, ban and competitive kind of because like if you do that on Shedinja, mm. that's a problem. <laughs> uh, if you... Oh, and if you give... If you gave Shedinja a uh, different terrestrial type... <laughs> Because <laughs> its ability would still prevent it from being yep. hit. So it's like, oh boy. Uh, and so there's like some weird, weird stuff you can do with this. So it's like, okay, that's, you know, probably gonna get banned extremely fast. But, like, yeah, and the po some of the Pokemon they banned didn't, didn't make any sense. Like, they, they banned Palafin uh, because its ability is bullshit. It becomes too strong. Yeah, it, it really does become too strong. And it has, like, a, you know, extra power, unique priority move and, and a unique. U-turn move too to make the setup like completely yeah. brainless, uh, but they also banned ban uh, banned uh, Houndstone, really because of its unique move, where it gets more powerful uh, for each uh, ally you have that's fainted. So if you use it as the last mm. uh, as the last Pokemon, it becomes this like three hundred base power stab nuke. And it's just like and um, Houndstone has a I think it has Sandrush, so it gets faster in a. Uh, Sandstorm. 
But hmm. like again, that's a case where just ban the move. It's a unique so, move that's only for that Pokemon. Like, come on. So have they banned uh, King Gambit as well? No. Because of its ability? They haven't. Um I don't I don't exactly know how its ability even works, how much of a power boost it gets. Yeah, I'm not entirely it's, sure. It's not I don't think it's reflected in like the standard like attack boost kind of stuff. Yeah, it doesn't show anything. It just it's just a message saying its stats got boosted. It doesn't seem to say too much. Yeah, and and um, I don't think King Gambit has a way to boost its speed as well, which is like again that's mm, the problem. Yeah, like you know, Sand Rush or like throw a Choice Band on it. If you don't have a normal type Pokemon, that's a GG. So, um, so yeah, like I don't know. I'm not. I'm probably not going to get into the competitive stuff. It's like super interesting from a theory and team building standpoint to me, but there's no re- there's no reason for me to get into a, a community that, that that takes it so seriously and they, yeah. I, I think runs it kind of weirdly. Um. All right. So actually, speaking of Pokemon, um, we go on this a little bit, but uh, I don't think this is like my favorite uh set of like new Pokemon. Uh, there are some that I did like. Um, yeah, there's designs I do like, but overall, I think this might be the weakest gen for me personally yeah it's either this or x and y but x and y's pokedex was uh so small that they just like got screwed that way yeah um but there there were uh like there are some that are stupid like er, er, everybody's made the the flamingo jokes <laughs> whereas yeah. it's just a flamingo it's just a flamingo like they were able to get away with that and gen one was seal because it was gen one yeah <laughs> like now it's just like okay you're running out of ideas mate and at first, I didn't really care for any of the starters' final evolutions. Now, the only one I don't really care for is the water one, and that's the one I picked. I that was a rude awakening. <laughs> I did not expect to see duck ass wiggling in my face for yeah. the last half of that game. Uh, and the weird thing is, like, I kind of like the design a little bit. Like, <laughs> and, uh, it's uh, Quackwaville, I think is its name. Uh, its run animation is hilarious when it's out because it's just running around with his arms up, just like <laughs> like it's kind of funny to me. And like, um, but yeah, uh, the fire starter, I think, like that was really so- a really solid final evolution. In my yeah. Opinion. Uh, the the grass one kind of ha- hits the same like Del Fox tier with me, where it's just like kind of middling, like kind of whatever. Yeah, it, 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 like, it, it, it's the one I went with. It did grow on me. Yeah. I think in terms of, like, Pokemon I want to use on my team, that would probably be the the most. Uh, Grass Dark, it's, you know... Its signature move's pretty good, too. It always crits. Yeah, so it's... I think it's 70 power normally, so it's like a yeah. 105 power stat. So it's a good move that to get, just that get, ignore... That gets through defense boost. Yeah, like, exactly. Really cool. Really cool. <laughs> but, um, I mean, the other two have really good unique moves, too, where um, Quackoville's is an 80 power stab move that raises its speed a stage. Mm. So you can just start trying to sweep. And I'm pretty sure you can learn Swords Dance too. So if you can really set up, like, you can sweep with it. Yeah. That'd be kind of tough. But if you, you know, chuck a, chuck a Shed Tail substitute in front of that, it's easy peasy. You don't have to do the work. I think the... Kind of like how Bulbasaur was your best starter you could go with in Gen 1, mm-hmm. just because it had such an advantage against a lot of the... Especially the beginning gyms. I think... Um, I think the fire starter has the most advantages. Well, I mean, the first two games <laughs> you're supposed to go into are Buck and Grass. Yeah, <laughs> so. but even past that, it has some pretty good uh, advantages. Yeah, okay, so fire is a much better type than I gave it credit for. I think I was, like, poisoned by the fact that it's weak to rock, so I'm always like, eh, any type that's weak to stealth rock sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, just poisoned by, like, reading competitive stuff. But 
I, I kind of wanted to save this for like some kind of trivia question for like doing a trivia thing, but that's never going to happen probably. But fire actually has the second most resistances of any type, which you wouldn't think. It has six resistances. Uh, so it's resistant to fire, obviously. Yep. Grass, bug, ice, steel, and fairy. Mm. Fairy put it over the edge. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, like, the, the next one has five, I think. But, like, obviously steel has the most, but then it's fire, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. I did definitely have a fire type on my team here because I had to use the edgelord Cerule Edge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Who but, I thought for sure was going to be my favorite Pokemon this generation. Uh, no, turned out to be Tinkaton. Tinkaton's <laughs> maybe, like, top three for me. Like, I, I love that thing. I'm like, I didn't know, again, I, I went into this no spoiler, so I caught uh, a Tinkatank, and I was just like, oh, this is a little, like, pink guy with a little, like, rod or whatever, and it says, oh, the blacksmithing Pokemon, that's kind of cool. And I saw its typing, and Fairy Steel is an insanely good yep. typing, it's so busted. So, like, Tinkaton was such a, like, rock for my team, where if things were going wrong, I could send it out and kind of just, like, even things out a bit. Yep. And signature move is is crazy 160 base power steel move but you can only use it every other turn and i i started doing uh, doing what <laughs> you told me you were doing is just protect on those off turns yeah it's just like all right <laughs> uh completely crush a pokemon to the ground they switch out their next one so like protect let's do it again um it i mean that doesn't always like work for it, it's still really good because tinkerton has like decent speed his attack stat isn't the best, it's but not the it's best. 160 yeah. power stab. Like, that's 240 power. Basically, that's, like, crazy. Even if Steel's not the best offensive uh, type, like, didn't matter. <laughs> just delete people. Also, the fact that it's just, like, a little gremlin that causes problems on purpose. Yeah. I love it. And it that, the that, Pokedex entries, it's beef with uh, Corviknight for yeah. just no reason. I love Get it. Get off my lawn! <laughs> yeah. Like, that's something that, like... I didn't really think about uh, until it was brought up in um, uh, Sword and Shield with the people talking about like the kind of forest and the fairy gym right after that. Talking about how like, yeah, fairy Pokemon are just dicks. They just like prank people and, and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, you know what? That's actually true. Like some of them get the pranks. They get the pranks their ability more than like dark types or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, oh, that's actually kind of an interesting bit of lore to like kind of bit flavor to build the type around it makes it feel less of a just like a just we, uh, made, we made this to make the to balance out the type chart yeah just uh let's just slap it on a bunch of pre-existing pokemon yeah um but yeah my other two favorite pokemon uh uh claude sire is probably second mm. uh i just i just want a pool floaty of claude sire <laughs> like that would that would be great yeah like it's it's one of the pokemon that um uh uh, yeah, I'll get into this now. So they they textured a lot of the Pokemon in this game that they didn't really do a lot of texture work previously. It was mostly like you know sh uh, fairly flat shaders. Um, yeah, but in this one they added like some real, I, in my opinion, really bad looking fur textures on some of the Pokemon. It, I I wasn't a fan of it at first, but it did grow on me for some Pokemon like. How some... reflective magna magnemites and magneton are? I do not like how reflective. You don't. They're they're too reflective. <laughs> like some somebody uh, found the found the specular highlight button on their rend on their uh, on their render uh, pipeline and just like turned that to max. And it's just like it's too much because like I'm like oh god, how, 
What's the shiny it, look like? It's brown. Yeah, so it's like, but if it's also that, which much... I did actually find a shiny magnemite. Oh, I just, nice. uh, but I, I had, I was standing at a distance and I was looking at squinting my eyes. I was like, is that shiny? I can't yeah, tell. Like <laughs> that was my worry. It's like it's so reflective. Like it was difficult for me. Like. Uh, process that even a magnet a magnemite at first i'm like what the fuck is that? oh it's a magnemite oh okay, okay. But like some some of the textures do look good like claude sires because it just does look like a pool floaty yeah it's just kind of reflect it's just like you know just just needs a couple little handles added yeah, to it to like, hold on to it's just like flat and reflective I'm like look at that. that that was pretty good and like uh one other one was like dreadnought's shell like kind of looks like a wet rock and that actually looked pretty good yeah uh but yeah a lot of the fur ones like i think azumara looks kind of dumb weasel's the worst looking one to me i didn't get a close look at weasel i it, it just didn't click with me because like again like seeing all these pokemon for so long like you see them in the like, anime and stuff then they're you know flat colors you see them most of the game is flat shaders it's like well why try to make them more realistic looking did you did, you, mean, get, did you swallow the detective pikachu pill or something i mean i i did go see detective i i actually did like the uh seeing no, them <laughs> i, I liked it as soon as i saw mr mime i was like apps no <laughs> no i am not down with this absolutely not i was <laughs> <laughs> oh and um uh, my favorite Pokemon though is Satoddle. Oh, Satoddle's mm. so cute. It's just this little like round thing and just bopping around, super happy. Like I just want to take it sledding and roll it down a hill. <laughs> like, oh my god. And it's an ice type, of course. Yeah. You type. love ice. Got, got, you gotta love it for that. Um uh speaking a little bit more about the open world, um actually no, let's go into this little, little tangent. Um, uh, I was I, I don't like how the Pokemon are sized in this game. <laughs> it yeah, there's some stuff that's smaller than you'd think it is and then there's then they go really realistic on some things and you don't see it be, and then you ride into it <laughs> yeah like i mean part of this is just because i played uh sword and shield for the first time so recently but like you know the smaller pokemon like a rookie or whatever it's like a, it's you know of a size that you're running around the overall you can see it through the grass or whatever but like you're riding around on this freaking like big ass dragon pokemon yep. <laughs> through most of the game and i'm just like running into those and flabebes I, all the time. I, I ran into so many of the cricket oh the little, yeah. the, like the new little grasshopper yeah, pokemon yeah, 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 yeah. and and it, like it doesn't make all that much sense because like okay well if you're gonna make these like tiny pokemon so realistic looking why didn't you do the same thing for the larger pokemon and make them real big where is my to scale whale lord so uh um Actually, oh, I know where my to scale whale lord is. It's in the first DLC of Sword and Shield. It's just there in the ocean. Ha. Uh, it, okay, so the uh, Dondozo, the big Pokemon that eats that little sushi fish. Yes, the one of the Titan Pokemon. So that thing's supposed to be thirty-five feet long. It's supposed to be one of the mm. one of the largest Pokemon. Yet. But again, it's like you know much smaller than that. Obviously. Yeah. So they they you know they scaled they scaled some Pokemon to make it you know make more sense in the open world for like traversal and stuff like that you don't want to be like having those things gigantic in that lake that they are in but then they made a bunch of tiny pokemon that you run into accidentally all the time and are like a huge pain in the ass like imagine trying to find a shiny of that cricket yeah how would you do it like you just kind of try to encounter them basically or just try and yeah i mean or again like a shiny full baby like i couldn't even like the res 
the textures in this game aren't, aren't great enough that I was even able to tell what color the Flabebes were most of the time. Yeah, at one point I was doing a uh, outbreak trying to find a shiny uh, Sinistee. Oh, and yeah. it's so, I mean, at least it's pink. Once you get up close, you can tell. Mm -hmm. But it's so small, you got to get up close to tell. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, if you got a shiny and it was the uh, uh, legit form, oh, that'd be oh. insane <laughs> to get that. I, actually, that is... Speaking on shinies, that is one thing that's really lacking from this game is some kind of notification, be it visual or auditory, that there is a shiny. Yeah, one thing that they did do where is if you can send out your Pokemon for what they call Let's Go mode and they'll like auto battle Pokemon around, uh, they will not auto battle shinies. Okay, that's good to know. So if you're doing an outbreak and just want to clear Pokemon the outbreak, because I, I think... Uh, the odds of getting a shiny go up slightly after you like halfway done yes. the outbreak. Yes, uh, I think once you've cleared sixty Pokemon from the outbreak is your best odds. And then what you do is you just keep loading into a picnic and then back out, and then it despawns everything and then respawns everything with the with the full. Odds. Oh, <laughs> I just cleared a couple like, completely. Uh, but yeah, like so you can just. Um, have your Pokemon be out and take care of them that way. Yeah. It, make, it I, makes it a lot quicker. I, I didn't make use of the Let's Go feature too much, except for when using the, um, or except for when clearing the outbreaks and if I was farming a resource. Right. Which actually, yeah, we're on the open world. That's, a, that's another thing. Like in past games, they do a big quality of life improvement by making TMs unlimited use. Yes. Um, but they went back on that here, but in, but in a really good way that works for the open world, because every Pokemon, be, or, well, every evolutionary line has a resource item that it drops when you either catch or knock it out, and you use those to craft TMs, which is a great use of just utilizing all the wild Pokemon as a resource for making those TMs. Yeah, I, I like that change a fair amount. I think it makes a lot of sense. The one thing that I wish they did was make it so that, like, I, 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 some of the TMs use some Pokemon that are really difficult to find in the open world. Mm. Like, uh, there's one TM, I forget which one it was, but I think it's like a actually fairly useful move that uses Spiritomb fragments. And Spiritomb oh. is so difficult to find in that game. I think it only spawns in like three different spots. And not all the time. I don't even think I've. I don't think I saw a spear tomb outside of the Ghost Gym Leader rematch. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I had to look it. I had to look up where it, where it is because I want. Because actually, like, so because there one thing that I really liked about the open world is that there's a lot of Pokemon on screen. Yes. Like when I when I saw like gameplay of Legends Arceus, like it. The world looked a little sparse to me in terms of the Pokemon. Maybe I just was watching the wrong screenshots or videos or whatever. But in this one, it feels like there's Pokemon everywhere. They, they, they would be localized, but they were also kind of spread out mm -hmm. in Arceus. Um, but yeah, like you'd get like whole clusters of a Pokemon spawning. Right. Um, and now it doesn't take too far, moving too far away from them for them to despawn. But yeah. I think that's why people are seeing so many shinies. Because you're seeing so many Pokemon depopulate and then repopulate. Yeah, and just like the sheer amount of Pokemon you're seeing in general. Like, yeah. You know, uh, there's, there's points in Pokemon games where I'm you know, using Fly to get everywhere. I'm not running around random encounters. So like, 
I've probably seen more Pokemon in this game than every other Pokemon combined. combined. Yeah. Probably by this point. Yeah. Because of the sheer amount. That's why I found two Shinies when I've pretty much... I have the worst Shiny luck. Like, I, I should have found way more Shinies than now in the traditional games. Yeah, so far I've managed... Um seven and only one of those was with six of those being full odds one of those being from an outbreak and technically an eighth if you count the hacked berserker i got from oh. surprise trade oh yeah yeah that's pretty funny <laughs> level 100 with a master ball and a uh, and max ivs yeah and the name is what was saying the website that was probably generated from yeah <laughs> we're not going to advertise them here absolutely not <laughs> yeah but like so Having that many Pokemon around was, was smart. And the they spread around so many items on the yeah. world. And, that, and, and they repopulate, too. Like, yeah, there's the little shiny ones on the ground. Those are the ones that repopulate. Yeah. But the, uh, the you know, Pokeballs with a little red thing over them. Like, those, those don't repopulate. I, I think I've seen some repopulate. Not yeah. all, but some, I believe. Okay. That might make sense, because there are a couple areas that I... I was like, oh, that's weird that I didn't go through here. I don't remember going through here, but it's weird that I wouldn't have. But that, like, kind of drip feed made me play the game a lot longer than I should have in some sense. Yeah. And maybe go, like, completely off track and stuff where I was just like, oh, there's an item over there. Oh, there's an item over there. Oh, there's an item over there. Oh, there's a, there's a Pokemon I haven't seen before. And just, yep. like, keep going. Like, constant stuff. Like, instead of, you know, just constant, like, quests and, like, you know, uh, icons in the... Well, I guess these are icons in the world, <laughs> but like it's 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 a bit different than some other open world games in terms of uh, uh, you know, uh, little just like drip feed mechanics kind of stuff like that. Yeah, they uh, I think they definitely got a good formula down for an open world Pokemon game. Just may play around a little bit more with the being able to tackle things in any order. Yeah, like a a little bit more thought going into um. The, the like core structure of the game would be nice. Um, seeing all these Pokemon, like I and seeing them in the open world, maybe want to catch Pokemon way more than usual. Yeah, um, um, like before you even get to the school you're supposed to go to, which uh, you spend a little bit of time there before you you're able to actually go out into the open world. But even before you get to that school, there's a good variety of Pokemon you can catch. I, I caught 29 different species before I entered the school, which is insane. Yeah. Like, think about, you know, like the like the first three routes of, routes of a game. You're lucky if you get 10 unique uh, varieties between that. Yeah, because, I mean, you think back to, like, say, well, at Gen 1, like, your first route, you've got Pidgeys and Ratatas. Yeah. And then, <laughs> like, I... <laughs> You go into, like, that route plus Viridian Forest plus a little, like, area off to the side where you can fight Gary. Um, I call him Gary. I don't call him Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Gary motherfucking Oak. That's right. Like, that's, like, maybe 10 species. Uh, yeah. And all that. Um, Fewer if you uh, detract, if, if you don't count the evolution, evolution lines. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's so many Pokemon, and I just wanted to catch them all because you know you can see them. And so I've I've completely filled the Pokedex except for version exclusives and uh, one the set of uh, legendaries. Oh wow! Okay. So I, I, yeah. I actually like I got to a point where I was I was collecting so much. Like this was the one time any Pokemon game has made me want to catch them all. 
So like I actually do want to fill up my Pokedex because I, I'm I'm stupid close at this point. So might as well yeah. right? get that shiny charm. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> Make them even more common. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, uh, actually another thing on the open world is there's too many trainers to fight. You thought so? Um for mostly using a I, I mostly had a static team that was what I wanted to roll with. But I did switch up a lot because I have my living deck, so I was training and evolving all the new Pokemon at every right. chance I could get. There's still a lot of trainers I haven't fought because I didn't want to overlevel. Well, yeah, okay, <laughs> in, that, in that respect. Um, yeah, I I would have liked maybe a little a smaller number of trainers. Something that just bothers me with the Pokemon games is the random uh, trainers only ever having one to three Pokemon. Usually one. Yeah. Like... I remember um, in... Uh, Fewer Ruby trainers, more Pokemon. I remember in Ruby Sapphire, there was, uh, like, there were, there was this one route with like two different Pokemon breeders that had either five or six Pokemon each. And, yeah. And, and they could be registered in your phone to refight them. So like I would, that's how I would grind in that game, was yeah, fighting I, those two uh, Pokemon breeders. I think if it had fewer trainers with more Pokemon each, yeah. I think that would be good. But, but that's also another thing. There's now battle consent. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they don't come up to you. You have to go. You have to, to go and talk to them. <laughs> yeah, and talk to them. Like, hey, you know what? Okay, they put Magikarp in this game. Where's the sixth Magikarp trainer? What the hell? <laughs> Come on, that's a staple. You gotta have it. You gotta. Yeah. Um. Okay, I want to talk about the Terror raids a little bit. Okay. I think they're better than the Dynamax raids. Yeah. Um. There, I do have a few issues with them. Oh, I have some issues with um, them still. Uh, but they are. Overall, I would say better. Yeah. Um, I think that the uh, more difficult ones take too long. Yeah. Uh, and time can... Your time on the clock can act... Because you're on you're on a timer. Yeah. Your time on the clock can be really wasted by just sitting there watching stat changes. Yeah, just like effects happening. Like... Yeah. Uh, one of the Pokemon I used a ton was uh, the, the double olive Pokemon. And then when it gets to uh, Arboliva, I think it's the uh, full evolution... It gets an ability where when it gets hit, uh, it drops grassy terrain, and grassy mm. terrain uh, heals, heals each Pokemon that's on the ground every end step, and so that just took too much time. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm fighting against a water Pokemon, and this is my grass Pokemon to uh, kind of take care of this race. Like, oh, this is taking way too long. Like, I, I was last night trying a five-star Cloyster one. Yeah. Um, eventually, I went online and just recruited some random actual humans to help and then it was no problem but trying it alone again with uh, some npcs a couple times i was getting pretty frustrated because it kept getting right down to the wire and then it would use shell smash and then you're fucked so i had to just sit there watch the time run out as it all its stats are changing yeah it's so annoying and like some of the mechanics with it just don't make any sense like if any pokemon knows counter you can't send a physical attacker in there because the amount of damage your Pokemon does uh, is a lot, and the uh, you know Terra Pokemon their HP is a ton, and so everything that works off percentage of HP doesn't change. It makes Drain Punch overpowered, which is very nice. <laughs> like any kind of Drain move, it's just like yeah. I've seen a lot a of ton. people using the. Um, I'm, I'm using my Annihilate mostly. <laughs> uh, I've also I've also seen a lot of people using. Um, the Violet exclusive Paradox Pokemon that's supposed to be based on Makuhita. Yeah. Um, using Belly Drum and J Drain Punch. 
Yeah, I've been using. Well, I've been using uh, belly my belly punch uh, as a zoom roll uh, with a shell bell, and that just like <laughs> heals him up completely, anyways. And that that only heals like what an eighth of the damage you do, maybe even less. Yeah, <laughs> which opposed to drain. I, I, I think it's stuff like that does 50%. It might be a tenth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that is still that like I belly belly drum uh, and just like. Uh, smack him with a uh, liquidation or whatever. It's like, oh, I'm fully healed now. Nice. It's like, it's like as long as I can take like a hit or two. Uh, yeah. I'll be fine. I, I feel like I need to train up in a, a Zoomerel for these uh, these battles. So, uh, <laughs> it, it can make short work of certain types for sure, but yeah, sometimes it'll, I, which it, is it another thing. It'll just get knocked out. I, I was trying to do a uh, a poison Gyarados one last night. Yeah, and. Everyone I kept matching up with just kept trying to do those like OP strats. And it's just like it we kept failing because it's like I was the only one actually using like psychic or um Yeah, just like normally hitting your weakness. Yeah. Like, like if you're going online and everybody's like actually contributing smartly, then like yeah, there, there yeah. shouldn't be a problem. It's only if you're only a solo that you have to resort to uh like trying to just like get as many stat boosts as you can and hit them really fucking hard before they uh uh, revert your stat boosts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the one that gave me the most trouble that I, I just like gave up on because I'm like, oh, I don't even care. Was a there was a five star Greedent that I just couldn't beat. Oh uh, yeah, Greedent. I I didn't. I never noticed in Sword and Shield. It wasn't until playing Scarlet and Violet I didn't realize how tanky Greedent is. Yeah, like I, the thing that made me notice it was Pokemon Unite is like damn near unkillable. In that game. <laughs> uh, but like it would just like use stockpile. Um, uh, eventually, because like when you when you get them down a certain percentage, like they will like steal your terror charge or reverse negative effects or whatever. Uh, but some uh, they'll also just sometimes just use a move that's outside of their normal uh, moves that they can use yeah. in the fight. So it would use stockpile. So it's like okay, it gets a defense boost. Yeah, like that cloister I was fighting. It never used shell smash until it was low. Until like you broke it through its uh, barrier. Yeah, and so the. Um, it was a normal type green too, so I, I can only like okay. My only chance of being this is to use super effective fighting moves. There's like no super effect. There's no really good uh, special attack ones except for Aurasphere. None of my Pokemon that I had at the time could learn it. So I'm like okay, I got to go with my uh, Annihilate. And this was before I tr- uh, thought about using Drain Punch, and I just couldn't beat the thing. <laughs> it was so tanky, and I and by the time I got to the Terra part, I would Terrasilize and. My Annihilate terrestrialized into, into fighting, not ghost. So it would just get demolished by like a body slam oh. or a body press or whatever. It's like, damn it. So that, that's the one that just like was a problem. But like I, the six star ones I've encountered, I haven't had a problem with any of them. Uh, I've uh, I've been lucky in that they're types that I've been able to super effective. Yeah, I'm, quite, I'm, quite I'm actually easily. still just in the process of unlocking those six and seven stars. I just need to do a couple more five stars, I think. Okay, so the weird thing is, uh, I read online that it was like, yeah, yeah, you do five-star raids. I unlocked it after doing a four-star raid. So I don't hmm. know what counts and what doesn't. Okay, yeah. And I was also worried that the like the special Eevee ones that are going on right now might not have counted. And I, I don't know. I think, it feels the, like they I think the Eevees are done now. I think it's been a Mimikyu this weekend. Oh, okay. Well, that, that was a nice, nice time. I got a bunch of Eevees that way. Not even intentionally. I was just trying to unlock the freaking six-star raids. Um, so one thing that I really liked about the open world is... Okay. So the open world is kind of like a uh, two-side corner or whatever. Like, duality. I don't exactly know how to say it, but... 
Uh, parts that I did like, I liked a lot of the architecture in the cities. I thought that it had a really like interesting look to it, like a lot of like mosaic uh, tiles and stuff like that. I really I, liked how it looked. I loved the mosaic tiles on the uh, little tower where you fight the psychic gym. Oh yeah, I took screenshots of that map. Because like, oh, they was just so cool. They were mosaic tiles of the Gen One in menu sprites. Yeah, it's like oh, that was so the ones that didn't so resemble awesome. any Pokemon. Yeah. But just the generic sprites they use. It was well, the, great the, to see. That's the one that clearly is a Kokari. Yeah. And, and, and the, the Kangaskhan Kangas yeah. <laughs> But, like, those were awesome. And, like, there were some, um, like, pictures on the wall in the uh, auction house that were just, like, a bunch of different water Pokemon done in this cool mosaic style. So I really liked how, like, a lot of the cities looked. And, like, there's this, the one, like, city that's, like, a bit bigger, more, like, industrial. And it just has, like, ads everywhere. Yeah, and the Pokemon ads are hilarious to me. That they're like ads for like product, and they have a Pokemon next to it. It's yep. Like, okay, so you like, all right, you got this like these sandals and a Wingle. It's like, oh, maybe like you're like walking on air on these comfy sandals or whatever. But then you got like the Quillfish tires. Like, what are you trying to say here? <laughs> the worst one is the I, the worst two are the Ice Cube Popsicle advertisement. Like, what are you trying to say here about these popsicles that you're showing on, uh, uh, you know, on Penguin with an Ice Cube as a head advertising? Like, oh, what, are, what are these made of? And also the um, the second uh, evolution of the water starter, uh, Quaxwell, is just advertising a credit card. <laughs> I didn't notice that one. <laughs> like, yeah, they, they got one for each of the starters, and it's just like, oh, you know, weed cats. I think it's just like a sandwich or something. And then, like, uh, <laughs> the second evolution of, of uh, Foy Coco, whose name I forget, is advertising cereal, which is awesome. <laughs> like, fruity pills kind of stuff. But yeah, Quaxel is just like, there's a credit, there's like a credit card on a phone. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on here? It's a f- <laughs> I, I did notice another ad that just seems to have like a trainer silhouette on and resembles uh, Gary, I want to say. Oh, that'd be that'd be a fun little thing. Yeah, I didn't really like. I saw that one. I didn't really pay attention to what the silhouette could have been. But that's and then of course in that town you've also got because that's the uh, gym with the there. That's the town with the electric gym and your streamer gym leader. You've got you've got the worst character in the game. Oh, I love her. No, absolutely not. (laughs) She's not my favorite, but I do like. (laughs) I would have been happier if it was just like a streamer that wasn't. So like, like that's a, it, it 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 was kind of perfect. It represents like the kind of streamer that I think a lot of streamers are because they're nonstop talking about like how much uh, engagement and view counts they're gonna get by having you on their stream. It's not just like oh yeah, I stream it because it's fun or whatever. It's like oh come on, <laughs> shut up. I'm, I'm not here. I'm not here to boost your clout. Okay, I'm here, I'm here to get a gym badge and find the uh, director of the school hiding about in a world's Waldo situation. <laughs> Which, he, he, he was one of my favorite characters. Like, yeah. I actually really liked Electric Director Clavel. I, I actually really like the characters in this game. Yeah, a lot of them were pretty good. Yeah. Um, um, a bit more memorable than previous ones. Yeah. We, we both have the same favorite character, too. <laughs> uh, Normal Jim? Normal Jim. <laughs> Larry. Fucking Larry. Oh, my God. He's the best. He's a badass. Just, just, oh, just your run-of-the-mill Japanese businessman. Yeah, just, just a proper salary man. Salary just a man, dude. yeah. And like it, it, the gym, it, it's just his job. And uh, I was okay. I actually got like weirded out a little bit because um, when you go to fight the Elite Four, uh, there's this little like quiz um, in in front where like they ask you some just like basic questions. I don't know what happens if you fail, but one of the questions they asked you was like, "Oh, you know, like for the gym like leaders, who's your favorite gym leader?" And I said Larry, obviously. 
And then Larry shows up as the third member of the Elite Four. Yep. He's got, he's holding down two jobs. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's a, he's a proper worker here. But like, I thought like, oh, is this based on like, because I said Larry, it was Larry? No. Nope. That's just how it was. But like, that was like such, so weird. He's just holding down two jobs and he's not using normal type Pokemon. Yeah, he has like, a completely different team. Yeah, it's like, oh, you know, he, the, the, uh, the Pokemon League said I got to use diff- a different team. So I'm just using the flying type in here. <laughs> and everybody kind of like shits on him a little bit because he's just like this... He comes off as like this very meek kind of guy, but then his little speech when you go to rematch him about like how the like mm. normal type fits him, like I yep. I recorded the entire fucking thing because I was like, oh, this is a actually a really good speech. Like this, this guy's awesome. Yeah, Larry Larry's the great Larry's the greatest. And it's a perfect name too. It's just fucking Larry. He's just Larry <laughs> of the normal gym. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Um, which actually that's another thing. The champion was really disappointing. Oh, really? I liked her. I um, didn't like her team, but I liked her. Yeah, yeah. No, I like her, but it's it's the team that bugs me. I think it could have been the same team. There's no reason for her to have a go-go. That's, that's, okay, that's, okay, yeah. that's, that's like fourth gym tier right there. Her, her last Pokemon should have been her first. Considering its ability okay. sets up Toxic Spikes and it can also know uh, Stone Edge, it Stealth should have Rock, been the yeah. first, and King Gambit should have been the last. Yeah. So, well, okay. I, I'm of two minds about this. Yes, I think that for a more competitive, uh, more dif- more challenging fight, that is true. Uh, but I like Glamora being last because of the champion's hairstyle. <laughs> Where it kind of makes sense, actually. Like, I was thinking, like, what's the champion's final Pokemon going to be? And then, you know, the fourth guy used the pseudo-legend uh, dragon type. So, like, okay, it's not going to be that. So what's it going to be? I was thinking. And I had a Glamora on my team as I was using as my lead off. <laughs> so I sent out mine. I'm like, you know what? I bet she has a Glamora on her team. And sure enough, it was the last Pokemon. So I'm like, oh, that's that's nice. I was able to predict that. I There is one thing that bugs me about her look, though. Um, she looks exactly like a Danganronpa character. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> it's like, I can't look at her without thinking about the character. <laughs> it's like, wow. All right. Just like It's because of the hair. Okay, it's, okay. It's the hair. I want to know what, what conditioner she uses to get that volume. Holy crap. <laughs> like, that's, that's, that, that's not naturally attainable. I didn't really like the school setting because I hate Battle Academy. That's just like a setting in general. Yeah. But, I, just, I mean, you don't actually have to spend all that much time there. Yeah. So, it the, didn't really bother me that much. The school setting actually did one other thing I didn't really like in that you're forced to wear one of the four seasonal uniforms. Yes, I fucking hated that. I was so pissed. I couldn't... Like, I, 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 like, I got to a point where I liked how my character looked, but... Like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm satisfied with how my character looks, but... They've been pushing so much in the last few games about the customization. Fashion, yeah. And being able to, like, really customize your character to be who you want it to be. And to see them just, like, completely go back on that is kind of weird. Yeah. But I guess if, hey, but they, had, they didn't have to make as many assets, I guess. So. Yeah, which... <laughs> Maybe that's good. Which, speaking of, uh, well, because clearly a lot of their time went to the open world... Um, you don't have very many interiors in yeah. buildings either. Whatever. So, I wasn't that bothered by that. It's, I mean, hey, listen, RPGs are dumb. You get to break into everybody's house. Yeah. Okay? Like it's, <laughs> it's a dumb trope that I don't. Yeah. Miss. You're, um, you're just walking into shops now, pretty much, and um, I mean, a lot of them don't even have an interior. You just walk in, and then you're just given the menu of what you want to buy. Yeah. Which is fine. Uh. One thing that I actually didn't like that much about the uh, environments um, was I think that they were, outside of the towns, I think they were a bit basic. 
Yeah. Uh, I would have liked to see. Uh, I'm 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 so used to you know open world, not open world, but just like RPGs in general having like some very like striking areas. Even in Sword and Shield, like the the fairy uh, forest that like looked that looked good. Even yeah. Though it was like it's you know five feet long. I think probably one of the I I I I think you want more of like the tag tree forest area in the game. Yeah. Basically, but. The problem is that area runs like molasses. Yeah. <laughs> um, or, yeah, or, or just like, not even necessarily that, but like more fantastical stuff. Like, yeah. like uh, the part that you go into at the very like end of the story, like, that that's something. But like, I miss, I miss like having stuff like Chargestone Cave and just like caves in general. There was like once, there's like a, t- a couple of small little cave areas, but they're not very big. I miss strength puzzles and ice path puzzles. <laughs> Yeah, there was like zero zero environment puzzles. When, like I think stuff you get was in the gym test, and that's very. Tiny. I think the last time we saw a strength or ice path puzzle was X and Y. Uh, I think so too. Um, yeah, probably. So, yeah, some of the, some of like the puzzle puzzle aspects are just missing from the game, which I, don't know, I, I like having puzzles and RPGs. But whatever. Uh, one other thing that feels weird to me about these games is, particularly in the cutscenes, it feels weird having no voice acting. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a bit odd. Like sure. I'm, I'm fine with like just like your usual everyday like text in the game, like not having any voice acting. But when you have like an actual cutscene, they should probably be voice acted <laughs> at this point. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if I wanted to hear Arvin voice acted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pining for the days when we don't get your like rival contemporaries just being a bunch of hyperactive kids. <sighs> he kind of sucked. I didn't really like him. I liked Darwin. I I, I, I okay. wasn't sure about him at first, but then once I found out what like yeah he uh, was trying I, to do with the tie inside quest, I was like, okay, no, I like you, Arvin. I want I want to help you with this. <laughs> I don't like how he kept calling me his little buddy. All right, <laughs> I, listen. As a tall person, that wasn't exactly able to change your height in this game. You're shorter than freaking everybody, except for the toddlers, basically. How are you not able to like select the age of your character in this game? Because there are yeah. trainers that are straight up grown ups in the school uniform. There are trainers that are balding, <laughs> like it, and ne- next to trainers that are like <laughs> six years old. Like it's, there was, there was like. I think I took a screenshot of like two two people in the art class or whatever that were just sitting next to each other and it was like a tiny kid and an old grandpa <laughs> both in their school uniform. Like, like, What's going on? Clearly, the schools for all ages. Yeah, but like, what? Wh- why are we locked in as like a kid character? <laughs> yeah, and like yeah, like I mean, Darwin specifically, like they kind of like the first one you do, they kind of like make it a little, and his introduction, they kind of make you. He kind of makes him a little unlikable. Yeah. Because he's like kind of a jerk to the uh, legendary Pokemon. Kind of a jerk to you. And uh, uh, Nimona, or... Is it Nimona or Nimona? Nimona. Nimona, okay. Uh, so I was like, eh, whatever. It's like, but then like the uh, story is obviously like, he's trying to do a good thing. I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. Whatever. And I, I did really like Nimona as well. She, yeah. She's just Goku. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. I nicknamed uh, uh, Rufflet I caught Goku after reading his Pokedex description. Or just like this, like it just constantly wants to fight things stronger than it's like okay, that's Goku. <laughs> yep. 
Obviously, yeah, stayed with nicknaming Pokemon this time though. When I was filling up the Poke, when I decided, okay, I'm gonna fill up the Pokedex, that was tough. There was, I think, there was a few Pokemon that I didn't have nicknames because I'm like, ah, I want to think of one right now. I, I'm never gonna use this. I always struggle with coming up with nicknames, so I just, unless I'm doing a Nuzlocke, I just try not. I just don't. <laughs> though I did kind of want to name my, uh, as I was uh, leveling up and evolving it, the uh, new Salt-based Pokemon. I kind of oh, yeah. wanted to n- nickname it Salt Bay. I named it Himalayan. <laughs> and I looked up the shiny form of that. I'm disappointed that's not pink rock salt. Yeah. It's kind of just brown. Actually, that's another thing they kind of dropped the ball on this generation is some of the new Pokemon shinies. Um, oh, yeah. Some of the bright. Shark Cadet's line, the only difference is the eyes. Yeah. Some of them are just like, okay, have you seen a shiny uh, Paldean Tauros? Uh, d- what difference? Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's like no, no difference. It's just like the head, instead of being like, 80% on the uh, darkness slider. It's 100%. It's yeah. like, instead of extremely dark gray, it went one uh, notch to the side on the uh, Photoshop palette. <laughs> and it's just like, it's like, I was doing an outbreak of those because I'm like, okay, I need something that EV trains uh, attack because I want EV trains to Pokemon. And it's like, oh man, this is like, I. I have to start. I have to pay attention here if I want to find a shiny for when yeah. I battle one to have the shiny sparks go out of it. It's like, and like uh, shiny Tinkaton. The only difference is its hammer. Yeah, it's just like a. It's, it's more it's of a bronze. rust co- rust yeah. like color. Yeah, at least that's noticeable. But yeah. again, I don't even think he's finding a Tinkaton in the wild. I think it's just a the pre uh, just, the pre-evolutions. Yeah, just uh, Tinkatuff and Tinkatink and Tinkatuff. Yeah, yeah. So like it's. It is a bit... I have two minds of this, because on the one hand, uh, a lot of these shiny forms, like I d- wouldn't be able to recognize them, especially like, yeah. running across this area. Like I was lucky that I noticed that shiny Mankey. But on the other hand, in a traditional Pokemon game with just random encounters in the grass, I'm not going to know shinies until I find Pokemon. Until you anyways, find it, yeah. So, that I, I'm way more likely to find shinies this, this time around, but it still like kind of feels like I'm less... Just because it's so difficult to see the differences some of the time. Yeah, it, it's just so weird that after, uh, well, the, the previous two games that did have overworld shinies being uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, where they were at least surrounded by like a sparkling aura, mm-hmm. and then uh, Legends Arceus, where you get an auditory cue and a visual like animation that plays out on them when uh, they spawn in. It's just like having nothing. To indicate shiny, other than actually noticing it, yeah, it's ugh. for something as um, like shines are one of those like little game mechanics that doesn't need to be there, but I'm glad it is. Like it's, it's and how rare they have been, a little less rare now, but yeah. how rare they have been. Like finding a shiny was such a big deal in those older games. So like have. The, the freaking FOMO on this one yeah. <laughs> is rough. Yeah, especially if, even, for even all you know, it's better. you've seen one, but you didn't know because it was just one of those ever so slightly off-colored ones. Yeah, um, <laughs> there's a uh, little counter in your trainer card that says shiny Pokemon battled. I'm thankful it says battled and not seen. <laughs> yeah, and like I was actually a little bit worried there because uh, I hadn't caught the shiny mech yet. I'd only ca- caught shiny uh, Tarantula, and my... And I evolved it, but my thing shiny Pokemon Battle said two. So I'm like, oh, 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 did I like 
battle of Pokemon, I completely missed the fact that it was shiny, but and I thought about it more. Now that's probably because I, you know, evolved my Tarantula. Yeah. I haven't checked it now if it's, um, you know, at five, as it should be. And I was like, okay, fine. But if it's anything more, anything more than that, I'm like, I'll be like, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely need more time in the oven. But overall, really enjoyable. Yeah, I think it's my favorite since Black and White for sure. Yeah, it's definitely my favorite since they've switched to 3D. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. And honestly, I've I've I'm a little disappointed. I'm a little bummed now actually that I'm done with it. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> like I've done everything I can. So it's like, oh yeah, man, I, I, I really liked exploring that world. Um, and it. Like, like it did some exactly the opposite of Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield felt like you weren't exploring anything. Yeah, it just felt like I was exploring a world the entire time. The roots and were seeing a bunch of new stuff. Very linear in Sword and, and Shield. Very small. Yeah, it uh, just uh, not what not what you would have ex- hoped for for the first console mainline Pokemon game. Yeah, um, Scarlet and Violet definitely a step in that right direction. Yeah, so if I hope that, you know, the jump between those, like, was pretty significant. Like like you said at the very beginning, this is an extremely ambitious game. I totally agree. So if they're able to really land the next one, that could be something that, like, even rivals, like, the, the my favorite Pokemon games, if they can really uh, tune the formula and tune the performance. Yeah, I'm hoping that... Uh, so, so with the patch that came out recently... Like, I don't think uh, this has ever been on, like, any patch notes on, like, a Nintendo, like, an official Nintendo thing. But there was actually, like, an apology. Really? On the patch notes. Um, I can't... Jeez, that's some straight-up EA shit. Here. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let's see if I can just find it. Yeah. Okay, that's that's Western Game Studio right there, where it's just, like, release a game and then, like, a week later release an apology for the game. It's like, well, you shouldn't have released the game if you have to apologize for it later. Yeah. And, and do a bunch of make goods. You did say that people were actually able to get refunds for it, too. Oh, yeah. Some people were also... Did they, did they? I'm guessing they lost access to the to the game though when they did that. I, 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 would I was tempted so. to because I was tempted to, even though I really liked the game, just because I wanted to not give Nintendo money. Um, yeah, I, I actually because I went physical. My as I said, my brother and I split the double pack. Yeah. Um, so that way we have both copies in the house, so we can trade at some point, play the other one. But uh, when I was in there, when I was in GameStop buying it. Um, the staff were saying that they were hearing from a lot of the Eastern GameStops that a lot of people were returning it. They were getting wow. a lot of returns. That's, that's so crazy. That's so, again, like for, I mean, I know it's like pseudo, it's a pseudo Nintendo release at this point, like second party studio yeah. pretty much, but like for, you know, a Nintendo game flagship title to be so unpolished is i i know like we both like didn't find it that bad we downplayed it at the beginning but it is insane that's uh okay yeah so i i found a quote the quote from the uh the patch notes we are aware that players may encounter issues that affect the game's performance our goal is always to give players a positive experience with our games and we apologize for the inconvenience we take the feedback from players seriously and are working on improvements to the games We'll see. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping, because I, I feel like Nintendo kind of just, like, they're part owner. I, I feel like they kind of just let Game Freak and the Pokemon Company do their own thing, mostly. 
I'm hoping Nintendo will kind of step in and get like one of their other studios to maybe assist on the next titles. Yeah, maybe because like, like get from Monolith the, Soft. Yeah, like if <laughs> if uh, I heard this take, and I think it's a, a reasonable one. If Game Freak, this company that's been making these, uh, you can think of them as large RPGs, but they're you know a lot of RPGs on a portable system. They don't know anything about like, yeah camera movement <laughs> or uh and and like a lot of the uh features that an open world game has so like they definitely should have gotten some outside assistance for that because i mean like one of the things i didn't bring up is that the camera clipping in this game is abysmal oh yeah <laughs> like yeah. It's, it's 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 something that like that i haven't seen the camera clipping this bad since you know uh, like ps2 era kind of stuff here or you, you know, you just lower the camera a bit too too uh, low, and you're seeing through the uh, <laughs> the ground no longer exists. Yeah, and there's a lot of situations where like I'm on a bit of a slope, and like either an egg I have starts to hatch, or a Pokemon starts to evolve, and just I'm half looking through the floor as they're hatching or evolving. Yeah. I was in a couple areas <laughs> where they where they cut to the uh, what, to a yeah to just a, 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 a generic screen. Yeah, yeah probably. Just having trouble finding a place to put them down for yeah. the evolution or whatever. So it's yeah, it's crazy to me that it released in the state it's in. But at this point, like so many games are releasing with performance issues that just make me unhappy. Yeah, I'm like yeah, I'm just sad. And, and I, I've got to wonder because I don't know about Scarlet and Violet, but I'm pretty sure Arceus and. Uh, Sword and Shield were still running on a modified version of the engine they were using on 3DS. Really? Yes. Oh boy. <laughs> so I don't know if that's the case with Scarlet and Violet as well. But yeah, I wouldn't I, be surprised. I, I can't imagine like how that would even work well. <laughs> Because like the kind of uh, architecture that the 3DS has versus the kind of architecture that the Switch has, like, is how portable would that yeah. even be? And that's, and with, the, that's the kind of thing that if that is what happened, that wouldn't surprise me. Just how horribly this is because yeah. it's something that's not built natively for the hardware, right? And with the time they have, the limited time they have to develop, I don't think they have time to learn a new engine or make a new engine. <laughs> Yeah, potentially. Uh, for for well, for some uh, parts of the company, like a lot of the uh, development time, it feels like for the Pokemon games is the Pokemon themselves. Like all of the Pokemon actually had like a a fair amount of animations. Yeah. Like in in Picnic or the like running around. Like Satala has like three three or four different like idle things that'll just do when yeah. it like, runs up to you so oh, it's like great i love tinkaton's sleeping animation oh yeah just throws down her hammer and then just lies on top of it nice <laughs> so like there's a lot of animations and you know they insisted on texturing a lot of these so like that's a lot of work but i mean i, I guess yeah you kind of want to know like ha at some part, part of it wants to know like how your render pipeline might work for that kind of stuff, but still, like switch to a new engine. That's that's not something that all of the artists necessarily have to worry about too much. So yeah, and well, hey, you know what? They they sh they should pull uh, ideas from uh, a bunch of 
games that where, where you, when you launch them up, you see this like seven different logos of third-party uh, middleware tools that they use to make their to make their game. Maybe they should have uh, done a little bit of that because like I oh I didn't pay attention at all during the credits. Once I hit credits, I went to the washroom. I didn't, oh. want, I didn't want to hear Ed Sheeran. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I like the song. I oh, like whatever. it. I like it's, a couple of his songs. I like the one they use for the credits. Like, it's yeah, weird. Like, it's weird that there's an Ed Sheeran song in the, in the credits, but... Yeah, like <laughs> there, there's like one song that I like of his that just sounds like he ripped off U2. Um, uh, and this one, like, I was like, okay, this... I didn't hate it by any means, but it's like, okay, this is pop music. I don't really care. So I didn't watch the credits. I, didn't, I don't know if they had like a lot of you know support studios or third-party stuff listed there, but when I uh, booted up a game that I'll probably talk about in a later podcast, I booted up Dark Tide, or 4K Dark Tide. There's literally a screen with, like, uh, I think it's 14 different logos. Oh, wow. Of, of either technologies that they've used, or logos are, like, the Games Workshop stuff and, like, the specific yeah. 40K logo and whatever like that. But, yeah, like, a lot of... Hell, Square Enix has done this thing in some of their games where they'll have a like licenses option on the uh, main menu where you can go and read the uh, license agreements <laughs> for all the third party stuff they use. So it was oh, interesting wow. to see like, okay, these are the, this is the library they use for generating random numbers. Uh, when I uh, boot up like Final Fantasy 15, it's like, oh, that's interesting to see. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see a uh, licenses uh, page like that in uh, Smash Ultimate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe, but like uh, you don't see that a lot with a lot of Nintendo stuff. So that makes me think that perhaps a lot of the stuff they do is just like completely in-house work. Yeah, because like um, there's there's one like Speed Tree, for example. Speed Tree is a very popular middleware thing for generating uh, trees. Because like who wants no artist is going to want to go in and design a bunch of trees that uh, are you know distinct enough that they're not just copy pasted everywhere or like uh, like brush and bushes unless you're Final Fantasy 15. Uh, where that's just all copy pasted everywhere. So, like, you know, did they use just, like, middleware tools that can do the job easily for stuff like their grass generation or their, like, tree and stuff generation? Or did they just do their own thing? Like, it's, I don't actually know. But that's another thing that could contribute to them just not having enough time if they don't, if they decide to use everything in-house versus uh, other tools. That's something that I should probably look into because that'd be interesting to find out. Because I doubt, like in, in my in my heart, I doubt that they actually do use a lot of middleware. Yeah, but that's speculation. Actually, I just thought of one more thing that I have a problem with. Yeah. Um. So this was actually something that they introduced in Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, which I didn't play. Neither did I. And I was kind of disappointed to see it in um, Scarlet and Violet as well. Because you might remember back on those 3DS games, you had like little mini games that you could used for raising because you had like the affection and the friendship stat sure <sighs> so those are basically combined together now yes and what i don't like about that is that means if your friendship stat gets high enough with your pokemon on your team they'll start holding on at one hp because they didn't want to make you sad they'll land critical hits yes so um, okay or they'll avoid a move. Yeah, so that's kind of bullshit. I didn't, I didn't like that, really like that. But looking into it for uh, Sword and Shield, at least, uh, your Pokemon, there was a max happiness that they could get to without specific happiness raising items. 
Uh, and it was just before all those effects started happening. And that, they also reduced the uh, happiness required to evolve. Okay. Uh, I don't know if they kept that all along with this one. Uh, um, oh, maybe the barrier was the picnics. Uh, perhaps, like um, the, like doing picnics. Because uh, I, I, I did do or some if, picnics. Or if you used uh, any of the berries that improve happiness but lower EVs to try and like, get your EVs in check, that yeah. would do it. What I did end up doing before I went and did the uh, gym rematches, though, um, because like some of my Pokemon at that point were holding on at 1 HP and whatnot, um, I purposefully fainted them. Oh, yeah. And then I would, because just fainting um, brings down the friend the friendship. Not very much, but yeah, it does. Um, and then I would revive them, but not to full. I would use just a regular revive. And then I would use some of the, uh, like, the medicinal medicines. Yeah, the bitter like your medicines. Bitter, yeah. The bitter medicines to just bring them back down before I did the rematches, just so they're not... Doing that. <laughs> yeah, like, it's... Whatever. I, I want to be on... I want to win because of my knowledge. <laughs> uh, not because I have game mechanics that they don't. Yeah. In fact, I've... They can terrestrialize all they want. I won't. I didn't... I didn't... I, I did terrestrialize a couple times. Same. Uh, in the, like, proper story, which I kind of regret. But a couple of them I just wanted to try out, like, these terrestrial, like, off-type strategies I want to use. But... I stood my ground. I never Dynamaxed in a, a Pokemon Sword and Shield uh, <laughs> battle outside of the outside raids, of raids, where, again, it's kind of required. Yeah. You need it to break yeah. down those barriers. Oh, uh, one thing that I was really shocked that they uh, got rid of is um, you can't set, uh, as far as I can tell, a uh, battle type to be uh, set anymore. It's only shift. Yeah, right? no, you cannot. It's, uh, yeah. it's weird. And you also I, can't turn off battle animations. Yeah, I don't know when... If that, this is the first game that they did that, but I really wish you could because I don't want to see the Terrestrial animation anymore. You, you could. <laughs> it's annoying. You it could still turn off battle animations in Sword and Shield, and you could have switch and set. Right. So yeah, this is where they dropped them for some reason. Yeah, that's reason. stupid. They shouldn't have gotten rid of those. And honestly, with the open world, like because of how, as I as I was saying before, with how many trainers I didn't uh, end up fighting because I didn't want to over level. Like, this would have been the perfect opportunity to just add back the toggle for experience share. Yeah, they're never going to do that. No. But, Sadly. Uh, whatever. <laughs> also, I do have a level 100 Pokemon. I think oh, it's yeah? the first time I've ever got a Pokemon to level 100. Just a I just chucked a bunch of experience candies to my Azumarill because I'm just like, I just want to <laughs> deal with these stupid terror rates. <laughs> just like, F it. Yeah. Uh, one thing I did here... I don't want to connect online. <laughs> yeah. No, there's... The the experience here is a problem for me. Like I, I wish you could just toggle it off. Like, yeah, I we, don't, we talked I, about that once when we talked about Pokemon Shield. And, but and apparently, that. a game that actually has a I haven't played it, but I heard recently a game that actually has a good experience share implemented into it now is the uh, new release of Tactic so Ogre. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's that's weird because um. Uh, Tactics Ogre, I don't know if this was the case for the very, very original, but the PSP remake, it, they did a weird thing with the experience where you leveled up classes instead of the actual units, so that when you switched uh, units to different classes, which was more difficult than it really had any right to be in that game, um, they would be at the level that the new class was. Mm. And, and also, if you had multiple characters of that class, uh, and you leveled up the class, it would level up both characters, basically. And that that was a game where level like mattered a ton, so it was a it was a weird system. So it's it's kind of interesting that they have 
some some sort of like yeah, I, good replacement for that. I it, think, it, was, it was kind of cool, but I, I don't think it worked as well as it probably should have. If I recall correctly, I think it's um, it's either there's a cap to how high they can be at any point with oh. the experience share, or um, there's like a mission level cap that'll scale you back down or something like that. Oh, so every so so that way no, none of your units are getting left behind, but they're all still usable. Depending on what mission, like for any mission. Yeah, that could be kind of cool. Um, and kind of enforce like, okay, if you want to, if it is like a, a cap, like mission specific, then like, okay, you kind of have to have better tactics, have a better strategy, you bring different units to beat this. If you're having trouble, you can't just grind your way out of it, which is, you know, that's good, uh, I suppose. Um, I had a point. I just completely lost it. Uh, oh, um... Yeah, like some like triangle strategy did that where uh, the experience scaling, and Pokemon does this too now, uh, where you know lower level Pokemon will gain more experience than higher level Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, but triangle strategy, it, it had it like really, really skewed where if you were like a couple levels below, you would gain experience incredibly fast. But if you were like one level above where they kind of wanted you to be, it would slow to a, a near crawl. Mm. Like you'd have to get like you know, eight, eight, kill eight enemy units to gain a level, whereas if you're the same level, then you only have to kill maybe, like, three. So there's, so. so there's like, really no grinding to over-level, or at least yeah, like you it could, makes it really the, hard. There are repeatable <laughs> missions, uh, but if you get to the point where, like, maybe you only get one experience for doing any action, do you want to do an action a hundred times to level up your character? Yeah. Just to make it a little bit more powerful? No, you don't. So, and level, le and level wasn't at... Level wasn't, like, decently important in that game, but it wasn't as important as... Some like Tactics Ogre or Pokemon. Like po level in Pokemon matters a ton. Yeah. Uh, for the stick. It actually matters a lot more than you'd think because um, da the damage calculation, it doesn't take into consideration only your attack stats. It also takes your level. Yep. So that's something that I didn't know for a while, but makes a lot more sense when you think about it. Uh, of why, you know, when you're starting out, like some Jabroni using Tackle takes off like three of your 20 HP or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like, oh, okay, now you, now you know that that makes sense. All right, so uh, I think that's about it. I think yeah. we've exhaustively yeah. covered this uh, this game. Yes. Yeah, so overall, they're they're fun games, but a little jank. <laughs> yeah, like it's 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 not my most disappointing game of the year uh, because I did like enjoy it a ton. But yeah, it's if it was if it just was firing on all cylinders, like this could have been a really big resurgence for the yeah. Pokemon game. Is that like, you know, it's Sword and Shield was already like kinda not not a tepid response. Not tepid, tepid. <laughs> uh so like, uh, you know. I guess we gotta wait to Gen ten to see if anything changes, but yeah, I three mean more years. here's the thing. Unfortunately, why would they change Scarlet and Violet fastest selling Pokemon games of all time? <laughs> yeah. Well okay. I mean <laughs> Will they ever uh, adjust that from for turns? No, there's not a chance that we'll ever adjust that stat based on returns. So, no. like, who knows? Like, yeah, it, it it'd be interesting to know just how many returns were actually done. Yeah, that'd be interesting. But again, that's numbers that are 
I don't know if GameStop would ever publish those numbers, and this, and if they're offering digital refunds, they'll never release yeah. those numbers. Uh, it's, diffi- it's difficult enough to get Nintendo sales numbers in general. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure you still had to jump through some hoops to get an re- eShop refund. Oh, I bet. Yeah, it's the year, it's the year of di- years of digital refunds. First cy- Cyberpunk, now this. <laughs> uh, well, that, that actually, I, I actually just bought Cyberpunk. <laughs> Cool, but it, it, it's two years. It's been two years since it came out, so hopefully it's it, it, it's been fixed up some. It's been so. two years, and you have a decent, <laughs> decently beefy computer. Yeah, and uh, I pretty much just bought because I'm planning on watching a Cyberpunk Edge Runner soon, oh, yeah. and I'm expecting to like. Okay, yeah, I kind of want to go into this world. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, heard, I've heard that the the show has some like very like knowing references to something yeah things. it's actually some of the things that are wrong with like video game which is kind of funny that they're a little self-deprecating yeah it's kind of cool that's a good tone and i think they even in the update that came out alongside it added one of the characters apartments into the game so you can actually go to their apartment right has to be an apartment can't be a house cyberpunk yep. no way else houses no one it's fucking Cyberpunk 2022 right now. <laughs> I'm in an apartment. <laughs> I've never owned a house around here. Uh, all right, so let's talk. Let's, before we get too real, uh, let's end the podcast, all right? Uh, all right, if you want to get in touch with us, if you got uh, interesting things about your experiences with these Pokemon games, uh, give us a shout at threelevelsdeep at outlook.com. Uh, I haven't deleted the Twitter yet, so you can DM us there. Maybe uh, uh, send us some clips or screenshots of... Uh... Some bugs that happen to you. Yeah, or, you know, if, if you got any thoughts about, like, if you have, you know, maybe you have a Pokemon that we didn't mention here that's your favorite. Like, I'd like to, I'd like to hear what people think, like, why people think certain Pokemon are their favorites and stuff like that. It's always interesting to me. It's kind of like a personality, uh, what reveals about your personality or whatever. And tell us why Larry's your favorite. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, and, of course, if you're uh, watching the uh, YouTube version, there's comments are open so check that you know box that well you don't actually check a box when you submit a comment click the click a button click the subscribe yeah while you're at me click that little bell too yeah. uh, don't click the bell <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so i'm so against notifications <laughs> yeah for for stuff like that like you know i'll check my subscriptions when i check them exactly like i don't need to know exactly when a not something that's not a stream is going and i i don't even really need to know when a stream is going because i don't really like right watching streams live all that much but that's a me thing but if you would like to watch streams go to our twitch page <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i'm one of those hypocritical people that's just like oh yeah i'll stream i don't want to watch other people stream <laughs> but whatever uh yeah we've been i've been taking a high ace from streaming which will probably extend throughout the holidays, honestly. So uh, I don't know when I'll go back to doing that, but uh, keep an eye out. If you ring bells or whatever there, then you'll get notified. Perfect. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's all, and have yourself a colorful holiday. And uh, don't drink too many eggnogs and clip through the floor. 